number of pertinent lines in this gospel passage, but I thought I'd focus on, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. And we're all called to bear fruit that will remain. Now, the way in which we do this is very different for different people, and often people don't realize the impact of their words or their deeds. Uh, they may not see any fruit in their actions and deeds of mercy, whatever, or may see very little. They may see it seems like everyone's falling away and I'm having no impact. But uh, on the other hand, uh, there is impact. Often we don't see it. So the impact of someone who says something, you know, inspirational uh, in some setting and no one seems to respond to it, no one seems to care, but some, maybe some of those people are thinking about it and maybe it will have an impact later on. Or maybe someone defends the faith in some way. No one responds, no one cares, but that doesn't mean that no one hears and is thinking about it. So uh, bearing fruit that will remain often means doing things which seem to bear no fruit, but really they do. And simple people with simple faith, often they just live their faith they don't care if anybody notices or doesn't notice, but people sometimes notice. And sometimes simple people can have a profound impact without realizing it, and they make a huge difference. They bear fruit that remains and, and blossoms and grows. They don't know it, but it does. And so, uh, so often bearing fruit, now there are people who do evangelization and they see fruits of their labors. They see missionaries, etc. They see uh, fruits of their labors. Uh, but uh, that's some people. Some people see this. Others don't really. And many people don't see anything. I know that sometimes if I give a homily and someone says, I remember you said this. I thought that was a throwaway line that I just threw in. And that was to me the least important part of the whole homily. I just threw that in for a second. And yet, for them, that was the most important part. And that's often the case, isn't it? We, we just like, that's a throwaway line. I don't care about that. That was not important. The, my whole point, my whole homily was all centered on this thing. Didn't hear that at all. Hear the, heard the throwaway line. So, so that's often the case. Uh, and so uh, today, uh, thinking about bearing fruit that will remain, I'll, I'll give you an example in my own life. So a rather simple guy I know told me about the Legion of Mary and he was involved and he said, you should come, you should, you should, you know, attend a meeting, come and, you know, check it out. So he convinced me to, and I did and got involved. And it was a huge impact because you do a deed of mercy every week. So here I'll give a little plug for Legion of Mary. You know, Legion of Mary and other groups like it. So for instance, Marians, uh, we sponsor the uh, um, Eucharistic Apostles of Divine Mercy, which have Divine Mercy Cynicals, similar in some ways to Legion of Mary. So that's a, a group that has Cynicals in different places. Legion of Mary has groups in different places. And these uh, organizations usually meet once a week for prayer 
for some discussion and also for assigning a work of mercy, often on the weekend. And so you do a work of mercy if you're involved in this group. And so it, it had a huge impact on me. And so I want to mention for particularly younger people, younger adults, maybe in their late teens, 20s, that Legion of Mary is not just for old people. Some people, some, some parishes probably have older people at the Legion of Mary. But if someone's younger and able to be involved, why not? Because often younger people have more energy anyhow. I think one of the big uh, problems perhaps today is young people getting involved in wasting all their energy on useless things. And Satan, of course, loves that. He loves to make sure they waste all their energy on useless things or even bad things, negative things. And that's, that's what he wants. So he's like, okay, how do I do that? And he figures out, okay, got it. Check, check, check. Making sure they waste all their energy on useless things. One deed of mercy a week. What if young people get involved in some group like the Eucharistic Apostles of Divine Mercy or the Legion of Mary, and they do one deed of mercy a week? Huge difference. Huge difference. M makes a huge difference. They're doing one good thing every week besides simply whatever they do, which may be totally pointless. Uh, so so uh, these kind of groups are not just meant for the old. They're meant for any adult. Uh, they're meant for anyone who, who can do deeds of mercy or, or who just can pray, at least. Uh, and so, um, so we, we think of the impact, impact, bearing fruit that will remain. And then, of course, in doing these works of mercy, one may not see much fruit. One may see some. You never know. Uh, so uh, that is something that we should keep in mind when Jesus says, it was not you who chose me, but I, cho I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. He has appointed us to go and bear fruit that will remain. He has appointed us for that. Now that may be, if we're not able to get out, to pray, to pray, and maybe even the example we give to people who come in to visit us, uh, may not seem to have any impact, but maybe someday it will. So uh, bearing fruit that will remain is not always obvious. Sometimes we don't see it. We don't see any fruit. We see all negative around us. But uh, that doesn't mean it will stay negative, that everyone will stay negative. Someone might have a big conversion. Uh, someone might change their mind. Metanoia, which is turning the mind, changing the mind. So uh, this is what we see uh, in this gospel. And I also, uh, speaking of someone who bears fruit that will remain, Our Lady, uh, I want to read a little from uh, a St. Bernadine of Siena sermon. So this is a book called 11 Sermons on the Blessed Virgin Mary by St. Bernadine of Siena. And it's still in print. And this book has some wonderful thoughts uh, from St. Bernadine, and I thought I would look at the Magnificat a little, uh, because the Magnificat does relate to the topic. He says, he says we should may consider the fourth flame, he's talking about a group of flames, I guess, 
which is rejoicing love that by its nature always praises and sings of the beloved. For while the Blessed Virgin was praised for her faith by Blessed Elizabeth, and the blessed fruit of her womb was glorified, with her soul taken up in the highest contemplation, she gave it all back to God, as she said, my soul magnifies the Lord. In this canticle, she glorifies, magnifies, and thanks God for the multitude of her great gifts. Firstly, for particular gifts. Secondly, for general gifts. Thirdly, for singular gifts. And the canticle contains 10 verses according to the prophetic word in Psalm 32, Sing, uh, Psalm 32, 2, uh, sing to him with the lyre, the harp of ten, ten strings. This can be used as a theme when preaching on the canticle. So harp of ten strings he interprets as relating to the ten verses. How, the, how by rejoicing the Blessed Virgin thanked God for the gifts given to her. Firstly, the Blessed Virgin thanked and praised God for particular gifts namely gifts given specifically to her. She did this in three ways. Firstly, by praising, secondly, by rejoicing, and thirdly, by giving examples. Firstly, she thanks God by praise, and so she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. She does not say my tongue, because every tongue is deficient in praising God, but soul that can understand more than the tongue can express. As if she would say, the Lord has done great things for me when he made himself within my womb and so made me great even above the height of all the angels. But this is all from him and not from me. And I do not make myself great by vainly attributing this to myself, but my soul magnifies the Lord, referring his gift back entirely to him. As the Venerable Bede says in his uh, commentary on the Magnificat, the Blessed Virgin fully acknowledges her greatness, but refers it all back to God. Hence, speaking in the person of the Virgin, he says, uh, my soul magnifies the Lord. I don't know uh, how that, I don't, I don't quite understand that, but namely in voice, work, and affection. Every creature indeed magnifies the Lord, but quote unquote, my soul more than others. Nothing so wonderful was done in any creature as it was done in her soul. And so her soul magnifies the Lord. So Mary, referring everything back, giving everything back to God that he gives her. So this is a good point in terms of being chosen by God to appoint and pointed to go and bear fruit that will remain, uh, but it's all a gift from God. And if we do have a case of some results, obvious results, fruit that we can see, if we do have this sort of thing, and Mary has the most perfect example, the fruit of her womb is Jesus Christ himself, most perfect example of fruit that will remain. Uh, if we do have fruit that we see, then uh, we should... Uh, give it all back to God, refer everything back to God who gives us everything, gives us the ability to do anything, anything good. All good really comes from God. And so uh, this is a good point. If we do say we get involved in a, a ministry, a deeds of mercy, and we see, boy, I'm really making a difference. I'm really changing things. 
then we should look back to that Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. But it's all referring things back to God. God is the one who has done great things, and holy is his name. And so, uh, so that is a good point to think about how we uh, can bear, and sometimes we see we bear fruit, uh, good fruit, but we must give it all back to God as Our Lady does. We must recognize that God has honored us with being able to see fruit that is uh, born and we see something good happening, uh, but then also to recognize it's all a gift from God and as Our Lady does. So today, remembering the great gift of uh, being chosen by God, being chosen and appointed to bear fruit that will remain, yes, but also humility, recognizing our need to be thankful, to praise God, because it all is from God. It is not, it is, it, we are participating in it, but the source is always God. And so uh, we are, are, we should rejoice to be able to participate in good, like Our Lady does in the ultimate good. She participates in salvation by, by bringing forth the Savior, and so she can rejoice greatly. But we all can participate uh, in salvation, you know, offer up our sufferings, etc. And uh, then we should rejoice in the ability to uh, actually bear fruit. Maybe we won't see it, maybe we will, but regardless, that we are able to bear fruit that will remain. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.